Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Going forward in contracts, I'll make sure that I have the inspection period happening five days before, make sure that that happens at least five days before close of escrow. And I don't think I'll have any of my buyer's contracts go out longer than 10 days. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Trevor McGregor. Trevor is a real estate results coach. I've been paying him and working with him for years now. He actually is responsible for giving me the idea to do a podcast. So it's not only about transactions that he gives advice on how to find more deals, how to make more money, but also how to build a holistic plan around your real estate entrepreneurship endeavors. That's what I love about working with Trevor, that and being held accountable for what I say I'm going to do and actually making sure that I follow through and do it. I feel like I'm a pretty results-oriented, accountable kind of person, but it's always nice to have someone who's there guiding you along the way and giving you strategy as well as psychology tips for how to deal with you know the things that come up as a real estate entrepreneur. Trevor has made a wonderful offer for the best ever listeners, and that is that he's offering a free coaching session Go to coachwithtrevor.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-W-I-T-H-T-R-E-V-O-R.com. Highly recommend them. I've worked with them before. I'm currently working with them right now as my business, as my real estate investing coach. Highly recommend you do the same. Take them up on his offer. Get a free coaching session. Coachwithtrevor.com. Best ever listeners. How's it going? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and this is a show where we cut out all the fluffy stuff. We don't deal with that. We get straight to the real estate investing advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, and many other successful best ever guests. And with us today, we have a real estate investor who just got done doing her first wholesale deal. And so it's going to be a slightly different perspective. It's going to be from someone who is just getting started. And for all of the best of our listeners who are just getting going, then this is going to be a wonderful episode because there are many learnings from her first wholesale deal that she's going to share with us. How are you doing, Randy Burgo? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great as well. Nice to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. A little bit about Randy, and then she'll get into her background in more detail. Uh, She's based in Tempe, Arizona. 
She's previously been doing tech support for 15 years. She's worked at GoDaddy for a little while. She, as I mentioned, has done one wholesale deal. And you can check out her website. It's actually a splash page that leads to a couple different uh, websites that she has. It's Arlo, A-R-L-O, James, J-A-M-E-S, dot com. It's got some beautiful cursive writing on it and Arlo James and nice, clean format and layout. So check out ArloJames.com. And with that being said, Randy, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm still uh, focusing on wholesaling here in the the Phoenix area. I've been doing it for about two years now. Probably the, uh, the first thing that I learned about this whole business is the age old expression, don't go into business with your best friend. It doesn't work out generally. And for those people that it has worked out, more power to you. But I was one of the many people that it didn't work out with. All right. So yes, don't go into business with your best friend. With your first deal, and we're going to get to all the learnings, and that's that's one of them, it sounds like. When Let's first, let's set the stage with your first and only wholesale deal. How many months ago did you close on that? I think I closed on that in August, so almost six months ago, a little over six All months. Right. So, yeah, six, seven months ago. You closed on it in August. How did you find it? We did a direct mail campaign, um, and the lady called from the, uh, the, I think it was the third round of mailers that we had sent. And who's we? Uh, this would be my former business partner and I. Okay, got it. So shortly... We had started up the business probably in December or January of previously, Mm -hmm. the year before, Mm -hmm. and then started a mailer campaign in Kansas City. I don't know why. I think we had shiny object syndrome or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then um, focused here in Arizona since it was our backyard. And then... That lady called in and I got it under contract for, I think, 55 and I ended up selling it for just under 80. So it was a pretty good spread, but it was uh, stressful to say the least. Why was it stressful? Well, it's your first deal. So you're kind of going, figuring it out as you go. Um, We had some training modules and things like that that we were following along with, but it was just kind of a kind of winging it. Fortunately, we did have a friend that had done a few deals before us. So we had him to rely on. But everything that could have gone wrong, I think did go wrong. We ended up having to extend the contract with the seller, I think two different times. And then we got bullied really badly by the buyer. So that was that was hard to take. (laughs) (laughs) First question, training modules. Did you sign up for some program? So we had a friend that was working with Cody Sperber, and we used his fast track to learn pretty much everything that we learned about wholesaling. Um, and then just going through different podcasts, you know, like Bigger Pockets, your your podcast, I think Flip Nerd we used too. Mm-hmm, my cam bright. I'm not familiar. I haven't come across Cody. How how is the program? Very informative. Uh, he's good, and the videos are pretty entertaining actually good good uh you used so you had uh, some training modules you also had a friend you said you could rely on but things still came up one of them was you had to extend the contract uh, with the seller twice what happened well so 
we kind of made the assumption that selling a property in the market that we were in would be really easy. So we didn't really focus too much on building our buyers list before we sent out our first uh, mailer. So by the time that we had gotten the house under contract, we only had like two buyers and it wasn't in an area that either of those two were interested in. So we had to get creative with how we were going to get the property out there. Ultimately, we found somebody through Craigslist. But like I said, he was a little bit of a bully. So um, he took advantage of the fact that it was our first deal. And he he could tell pretty early on that it was our first deal. Um, so he kind of pushed us around a little bit. Fortunately, I had my friend so he could uh, tell me all of the all of the tricks in the book. We had set our inspection period on the closing contract with the buyer for escrow. I think for the entire duration that we had the um, the contract with the seller, which is why we had to go back and extend it a couple of times. Um, one, because we didn't have buyers within the first 15 days. And then the second one was because we needed more time <laughs> because the buyer. So I guess this is like a trick. He waited until the very last day, last hour to request to see the property. He had paid his earnest deposit and everything like that. But when he went and, and viewed the property the last day, last hour, right before we're supposed to sign close of escrow, he said it was in such horrible condition that he wanted a reduction in price. And unfortunately, my partner at the time agreed with him. I wasn't there. I was um, at, a, at a different meeting. But my partner agreed with him that we should do a reduction in price, which I, I didn't think we should do because even 80K for that house, <laughs> as bad of condition it as it was, was still a stellar deal. So we ended up having to go back and forth with the buyer, um, trying to get him to honor what he had originally said um, that he was going to do. And finally, we just, I put it on the table that I was like, look, you can either Take the deal that you already know is a good deal, or you can walk away from your earnest deposit and I'll just find another buyer somewhere else. Um, so I ended up having to play hardball, which was a hard lesson for me to learn because I'm kind of a nice person. <laughs> but yeah, um, it eventually ended up working out. And I think he signed. We just left it on the table. I think it was a Friday that we had it had close of escrow on, which I'll never do again. I'll make sure that's on a Monday from now on. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he went in on Monday, following Monday and he did sign and submitted all the final paperwork and everything like that. So we did actually close on it, but we didn't think we were going to going into the weekend. Did he do anything else other than the uh, other than having that uh, walkthrough on the last day of the last hour? Yeah. So um, going forward in contracts, I'll make sure that I have the inspection period happening five days before, make sure that that happens at least five days before close of escrow. And I don't think I'll have any of my buyer's contracts go out longer than 10 days okay. just so that they, so there's less wiggle room and less needs for, I don't really know how to explain it, uh, less stress when it comes down last <laughs> hour. <laughs> yeah. A little less gray hair yeah, is exactly. how you explain that. What, will you repeat those two things? I want to make sure I've captured them. Make sure the inspection period goes five days, ends five days before escrow? Yeah, ends five days before escrow and probably only do 10 day, 10 day uh, contracts with buyers. And how long was yours? 30. 
Okay. Because I had it run the rest of the the time that I had with the seller. And because I got an additional 30 days with her, I went ahead and did it for 30 days. Oh, you didn't leave any padding. No, and I should have left padding. Oh, okay. That's, so, I, I get it. Hindsight. Yeah. Leave, leave more, more padding. <laughs> Got it. But let's now let's, let's go to the, well, you but at the end of the day, you and your business partner split 25 K, right? Yeah. Well, it ended up being 20 K because we had to pay back some people for loans, but yeah, we split 20 K. What do you mean for loans? Uh, we borrowed a uh, $5,000 to do our first campaign from one of our other friends. Oh, interesting. You, for the first campaign, but I believe you said this was on the third round of mailers? Yeah, so we borrowed a total of 5000 to do, um, I think it was a five-round campaign, five-mailer. So five sets of mailers to the yep. same list. Okay. Did you get any other leads that are in the pipeline right now from that five-round um, campaign? We did get one other deal off of that, but I didn't work it at all. That was one that my business partner worked. Um, and I think he netted like 5000 from that one, but I didn't work it at all because I was, I don't remember what was going on at the time. You two were on your way out. Yeah, we, we were on our <laughs> yeah. way out. We weren't really communicating at that point. What happened? So he's a really, really close friend of mine, or he was anyways. And um, we were both pretty traumatized by the death of my dad and didn't want to let other people define our lives. So we started up the business and there was a lot of emotions starting it. Um, but because we were so close, we were constantly nitpicking at each other, poking at each other, always finding ways to get under each other's skin. And I think, you know, when you're working with your best friend, you know how to do that better than say when you're not. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and we spent so much time together that it just got to be too much. And then he made a couple of remarks um, regarding my grieving process that kind of pushed me over the edge. Mm -hmm. And we had gone out, my, my boyfriend um, had gone out on a limb to, to help him out with a lot of his financial issues during the time while we were trying to get this business started. And he just kind of like shoved it back in our face that, you know, we weren't helping him out as best as we could. And at the same time, it was like, well, maybe we shouldn't have all quit our jobs too soon. <laughs> right. So another point, don't quit your day job before you absolutely can afford to. Lots of lessons. And, and first and foremost, as I mentioned before uh, we started recording, thoughts are with you and your family uh, with you know the loss of your dad. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, it, was a, it was a hard time, but I learned a lot from that as well. So... What'd you learn? I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was. <laughs> I can handle a lot more pressure, a lot more bad news, and I can get stuff done in a hospital that needs to get done. With the with the business now, where do you see it going? So I'm currently in startup mode again. Um, I took a little bit of time off after that last deal and the falling out of my friend. Um, so I'm in startup mode again. I just uh, got the LLC for Arlo James Investment started. Like you had mentioned earlier, I have my website, arlojames.com, which is just a splash page that leads to my lead filtering. Right now, I'm trying to build my buyers list. 
So I have buyers that I can go to when I get my my next house under contract. Um, And I'm also doing some research for which neighborhoods I want to send out mailers to and driving for dollars, that kind of stuff. We've, we've mentioned, or you've mentioned, a lot of things you've learned along the way of doing your first wholesale deal. So far, based on your experience on that first deal, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Shiny object syndrome is real and try to avoid it because there's so much out there. It's really easy to get distracted. Even... Even like when you're co-wholesaling, you can find yourself researching a property way longer than you need to and then not have it pan out. So so really try to focus on exactly what you're doing, exactly what your buyers are looking for so you don't get distracted. And how are you how have you identified that now? comparing to what you were doing before? Well, like I said, we we initially started off in Kansas City and that just proved to be a big waste of time. We were, first of all, we weren't familiar with the area, so that made it difficult. And you're in Tempe, Arizona. Yes. So, so that's, that's not necessarily any, uh, uh, an afternoon drive. No, or... no. So, it, I mean, it was a great buyer's market. There was a lot of activity going on, but because you couldn't go, well, we couldn't um, go and look, like actually be in the area. It was it was really difficult to, to follow up on it. We actually did end up getting one house under contract there, but she was, the seller was kind of crazy and didn't fully understand the process. And I think that ultimately she ended up getting scared off because we weren't in the state. And I think that's one of the reasons that we really started focusing here in Arizona, which made it a whole lot easier. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015? Well, if you did, congratulations. Fist bump to you. If you didn't, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320. He is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016. Do you want to make your investment analysis a breeze while making it look like you spent all week working on it? Then go to getrefm dot com forward slash valuate. That's G-E-T-R-E-F-M dot com forward slash V-A-L-U-A-T-E. This is Bruce Kirsch's company. He's the best ever guest from episode 128. The episode's titled Crash Course on Financial Modeling for Real Estate Investing. Go to his company's website, get the software. You can try it out for free. It's a no-brainer. Get refm.com forward slash valuate. Best ever book you've read. Fiction's Probably the girl with the dragon tattoo, nonfiction, Zig Ziglar's secrets of closing the sale. What'd you take away from that book? Ways to communicate, ways to persuade people. What's what's one tip if you can remember, tactically speaking? Try not to focus on the price, I think. Focus on the value. Mm, yes, yes, yes. It's probably a big one. <laughs> what's... What's the best out of all these things that you've learned? What's the best ever learning from your first wholesale deal? Well, I'm guilty of this, but I'm getting back on track is never give up. You're going to fail a lot while trying to do this. You're going to get a lot of no's. People are going to think you're crazy and wonder why they would sell your house. Why anybody would sell their house at 70% of market value. 
Well, the thing is, is they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so never give up. But I, I am guilty of it because I, like I said, I took a little bit of time off, but I'm getting back into it. And I'm going to remember that going forward is no matter what, don't give up. What's the best ever way you like to give back? Donating time and money to different charities and organizations. I spent quite a bit of time with uh, cancer patients. So I give them rides to and from chemo if I can. They don't have a way back and forth. What would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far? Starting a business with my best friend because I lost a friend over it. And what's the best ever place the best ever listeners can reach you? rb at arlojames.com is my email. They're more than welcome to email me any day, anytime. Well, Randy, thank you for being on the show and sharing what you've learned uh, from your first wholesale deal and what you're experiencing now, getting the wholesale company up and running, where you're at in the process, the importance of focusing on the buyer's list and all the, the, the miscellaneous lessons that you've learned along the way from Start Local with the uh, campaign of, of postcards. Uh, you were starting pretty far away and you have a, a, a nice local market there that you, you are now focused on. The uh, don't go into business with your friends. I could say that for me personally, I... I bring in investors. I bring in friends who, friends who invest in my deals. Mm-hmm. But what I, I've noticed, at least for for how I I like to do business, I also don't hire friends for to be team members. Although I would consider my team members friends. Yeah, it's I, I've 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 gotten the taste of what that would be like just kind of working with my girlfriend on some things and we're much better girlfriend boyfriend than um team members on you know real estate things or or whatever and i so i i embrace that um with an asterisk again that you know i i i have many of my friends who were previously friends in fact that's basically my whole first round of investors where i raised over a million dollars um it was just people who have known me through life or friends but as far as like day-to-day team members, um, I completely agree with you on that. Uh, and then the the other the tactical things that you had mentioned: make sure the inspection p- period ends five days before escrow, and then only do a ten-day contract with the buyer. Just basically leave some padding yeah. in there. That's that's the main thing. Just leave some padding in there so that you're not not pressed up against timeline and having to negotiate against yourself because you didn't put in the proper lead time yeah um so thank you again for being on the show sharing your advice with the best ever listeners talking about your experience and i hope you have a best ever day talk to you soon thank you so much i appreciate it you have a great day Did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015? Well, if you did, congratulations. Fist bump to you. If you didn't, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320. He is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016. 
Do you want to make your investment analysis a breeze while making it look like you spent all week working on it? Then go to getrefm.com forward slash valuate. That's getrefm.com forward slash V-A-L-U-A-T-E. This is Bruce Kirsch's company. He's the best ever guest from episode 128. The episode's titled Crash Course on Financial Modeling for Real Estate Investing. Go to his company's website, Get the software. You can try it out for free. It's a no-brainer. Get refm.com forward slash valuate.